0: on today's show let's look ahead to the full 2023-24 season it's here let's preview it on a new episode of locked on calves
1: you are locked on calves your daily
0: cleveland cavaliers podcast The music heard on the way in is from our friends at Astro Radio. I'm Chris Manning. That is Evan Damerle. Thanks again to Jake Stevens for his work, as always, on production. And this is your daily look at the one and only Cleveland Cavaliers. The 2023-2024 season is here. If you're listening to this on on the 25th, we had some two games last night. Cavs begin their season tonight, 7.30 in Brooklyn, home this weekend against Oklahoma City and Indiana. Evan, let's start with, uh, we're going to do three things today. Segment one, where do the Cavs finish in the East? Who is their competition for those particular spots in the East? Segment two, we're going to go best case and worst case. And then segment three, final predictions, we're going to pick our finals winner, our finals matchup, where the Cavs, and where the Cavs ultimately finish this season. How far do they go? Where does this end for them? Let's start with, let's start with who, where do the Cavs finish? Evan, right now, you had to predict, we are going to predict where are they going to cat where are the Cavs going to finish in the regular season in the Eastern Conference?
1: Uh I think they finished 3rd place in Eastern Conference. I know we talked about them gunning for that first seed, but I think with the new rest rules in place and also the um everything just like with the in-season tournament and just kind of like there being a little bit higher stakes in this season and also with how competitive the upper half of the Eastern Conference is like We've hardly touched on Philly, but like they still have Joel Embiid, who is the reigning MVP, and will likely be the scoring champion again this season. Um, and it depends on what they get for James Harden, of course, if they do end up moving Harden or Harden comes back to Philly. But um, yeah, like I, I think Cleveland just finishes at the as the third seed. Um, maybe they can avoid the the bogeyman that is uh, Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks in the first round. But then they'd likely face the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round, in my opinion. That's just how I see things going. How about you?
0: I, I look at third seed in the East. I think there is going to be some competition there. I think the Cavs are not in that upper tier. I think some of the teams they're going to be competing against for those spots are the Knicks. The 76ers who are in disarray, but they still have Joel Embiid. There's Miami's there and Atlanta's there. I think they're, they're going to finish third because I think last year we saw how good of a regular season team they were. And I also think you look at some of these situations and like like Philly is an opportunity for them with how Philly is in a weird spot. There is a great opportunity there for them to push and finish ahead of them in a way they didn't last year. Miami, we know, has not always been the best in the regular season. Atlanta would have to take a really massive step up to get into this conversation in a real way. And look, I think the Knicks are going to be good. They clear they beat the Cavs last year. There's some credence there, but regular season-wise, I think the Cavs will will be better. I think frankly, like it's third or fourth is is the most likely. I would guess third as of right now. And I would also I, I would there's a non-zero chance they I, I don't know what percentage I would have finally put it at, Evan, but I think there's a non-zero chance that they do maybe end up at two just in a world where things break right for them they they're great in the regular season one of the two teams above them deals with some injuries or something and that opens the door to get to two but if i had to guess today i agree with you i think it's i think it's three it'll be competitive but i think it's three so
1: i think two is a realistic path as well with milwaukee being the three seed because i know i talked about in the first episode, like the defensive upside between Brooke and Chris and Giannis and, but losing drew holiday does hurt quite a bit. And having to cover Damian Lillard may hurt a little bit, a lot a bit more. And I think the Bucks are going to be more offensive focuses here where the Bucks could take a step back a little bit defensively during the regular season. There could be games. They lose the teams they shouldn't lose to, or they uh, just kind of give up more points than they're comfortable with in the years past, just because they're adding in that Damian Lillard wrinkle who to your credit, is the worst defensive player in the NBA currently. Um, let see how this rookie class goes, of course. But like in terms of his star players, he's the worst defensive player in the league. But yeah, I think that's a realistic path. And then you just flip-flop between Milwaukee and Cleveland come second round, assuming both teams make it out of the first round. Um, it's no easier matchup. The Cavs theoretically have at least opened the series at home versus on the road. And that's beneficial for the Cavs of last year, where they were a much better home team than they were a road team. but. Well, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I think two, three, like that's a toss up right there. You could make an argument for either just depending on how things shake out. Also, yeah, like you said, four could be a path too, just depending on what happens with Philly or do the heat stop being the zombie heat and they maybe um, do more in the regular season or maybe New York does take that proverbial set four, especially now because they are the Villanova New York Knicks now. And I don't know, like. Brooklyn's going to be an annoying team. Indiana's going to be pesky. Um, Chicago, for what it's worth, despite maybe their lumps and flaws, is going to be a pretty good team too. Um, Orlando's going to be a lot more annoying. Like, There's a lot of good teams that are kind of like in the middle as well. That could be nipping at teams like the Cavs or Milwaukee or even Boston's heels. That could kind of affect the calculus of how the regular season standings uh, finish up.
0: Here, as a point of comparison for last year, and obviously I think Cleveland has added pieces that will help them. Maybe they get some some better injury luck, um, just in terms of you know maybe Jared Allen doesn't miss time. Maybe Donovan Mitchell plays like into the seventies or something like that. If you look at if you look at last year, well, it's they, a, that's a that's a miracle of medicine if Donovan Mitchell plays into his seventies. Well, I said seventy games.
1: He if you look
0: 70s. at, I meant as in seventy games, not seventies. If you look at if you look at last year. Expected win differential. The Cavs were one of the worst teams in the league in terms of like getting lucky and and actually winning the games. You would think based on their net rating, and that doesn't. There's there's obviously other reasons for that. It's not just bad luck. There are mistakes. There are like your whatever it is. They were a they were a 51 win team with the win with the point differential of a 55 win team. Wow. There is like. that in terms of regular season wins, the only team better that had a better expected wins was Boston at fifty seven point two, Memphis at fifty three point two, Milwaukee at fifty one point nine, Philly at fifty one point four, Denver who won it all fifty point one. Okay, like so, like obviously, like this doesn't mean everything. This doesn't like mean oh they're better than these teams. Oh they're on the same level as these teams. Mm-hmm. But I do just think with maybe like a more normal year, there's a case, there's a, there's a very real scenario where the Cavs just like run up a ton of regular season wins and end up winning like 55, 56 games. Like that wouldn't shock me if that's where they end up mm-hmm. and that puts them in conversation for the two seed or like a really high win three seed if if that's how the conference breaks. Like Boston could win 58 games. I wouldn't be shocked. If Cleveland's right there in the regular season, at least that wouldn't shock me either.
1: No, neither of those things would really shock me, and I think that is the beauty of how talented Eastern Conference has become, and I think that just makes it more exciting because there's a lot of top-end teams, and just like they, the rich are the richest in terms of Milwaukee and Boston, and then like Cleveland is trying to break into that, ta- that tier, but then you have a lot of teams that are in the same spot as Cleveland, or also just maybe trying to get into the spot the Cavs are in now, and yeah, like you said, like the, the Cavs could win 56, 57, 58 games and that could be good enough to get the first seed in the East. Also, it could be good enough just to get the third or fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. It just depends on how everything shakes out record-wise across the board. Like The, the Pistons aren't going to be great this year. I think the Horns are going to be objectively terrible this year. Um, yeah, other than that, like... Maybe, um, oh, yeah, Washington. Washington's going to be the worst team in the wa- East. But wa-
0: Washington's going to be the worst team in the NBA. I have no doubt about that in my mind. That team's going to absolutely I be think garbage.
1: Them or Portland if Portland gets rid of Brogdon and Jeremy Grant. So, But, other yeah, but I than think that, Portland, um, yeah.
0: I just, ugh, ugh.
1: But it's going to be a mid off between Portland and um, Washington for worst team in the East. But Jordan Poole is going to lead the NBA in probably a lot of funny statistics with Guzma this year but that's neither here nor there but other than those teams i mentioned in the east like a lot of these squads are going to be trying to scrap and fight to get a either a play-in or a playoff spot um preferably a playoff spot so you can deal with less of the chaos of the play-in tournament but that's gonna be just kind of fun and exciting and like yeah a lot of these team games are gonna be a bit of a slugfest but like The Cavs could just have like a monumentally successful season and like it's still like, oh, they got the third or fourth seed and that's just the nature of the beast. Um, then that's what the Eastern Conference is at this point.
0: Coming up next, we're going to go through best case, worst case for the Cavs this upcoming season. We'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at PrizePix, Picks, a wonderful returning sponsor that we're very excited to have back here at Locked On. And Prize Picks is going to let you have a ton of fun playing and watching sports this year. You can test your skills on Prize Picks this football season in the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You could earn up, you could turn ten dollars into two fifty just with just a few taps. It's really easy to play. You make your picks and submit an entry in less than sixty seconds. Examples of things you could pick and stack them up is Saquon Barkley for more than sixty yards, Patrick Mahomes for more than two touchdowns, Travis Kelsey for more than fifty yards receiving. That feels like a lock. So, uh, got Browns yeah. ones get
1: Browns once as well. Get, get the one over a hundred if you can, folks. The, the the swift effect is real for Travis.
0: But the Prize Picks, by the way, has a reboot policy with your entry say in play, even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and, and college football top twenty-five matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half or does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury assurance. Right now, go to prizepicks.com backslash and use our code LockedInNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepix.com backslash lowercase, and use our code LockedInNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Check that out. Use our promo Locked in NBA up to $100 first deposit. Evan, let's start positive. Give me your Cavs best case for the upcoming season. Uh, Best case scenario,
1: obviously it's a championship, but let's be a little bit more realistic. I think an Eastern Conference finals appearance, and you really do make the case if you're the Cavs, that one, Evan Mobley takes that proverbial year three leap and he is pretty clearly your best or second best player heading into next season um and more than that like you do show case that the Cavs building this out organically is bearing for this organization and this team and they are getting ready to seize the momentum of um being a actual wrecking force in the eastern conference as a team like Milwaukee maybe starts to age out over the next few years, or maybe they buy their time with Boston as well. Like the the Cavs are primed in a position to maybe start building the foundation of running the East for a little bit. And it does start with this season. It does start with an actual playoff run. I don't think they make the NBA finals, but like Eastern conference finals is like your pie in the sky, realistic pie in the sky scenario. And you go out in like six or seven games.
0: Yeah. I I think if we're, I don't think this team has... It would be surprising to me if they made the finals. It would be even more shocking if they won the finals. I don't think they're on that level. I think if you project them to make the leap from where they were in the playoffs last year all the way to the top, uh, you're just a crazy optimist, and I love that for you. I am just more of a a pragmatist. (laughs) I I look at this situation... And I look at this year, and I agree with you. I think the best case is you win a ton of regular season games. You maybe get a two-seed, and then you make the conference finals. And that gives you something to build on. I think, that, I think that kind of season and what it would entail, you know, with Evan Mobley having a big year, with Darius Garland maybe having an all-star year, with Donovan Mitchell maybe being satisfied and wanting to stick around, I think that gets you to a position where you feel like you have footing. And if there's anything that I felt coming off of last year, Evan, that was abundantly clear with how they lost and, and where we are now, I do think the Cleveland in this era is still somewhat looking for its footing a little bit to really solidify what is being built here, what is going on here, and, and where this ultimately can get to.
1: Yeah. And I'll say, let me ask you this just in terms of like best case scenario. If the Cavs do make like a legitimate run in the playoffs they do make the eastern conference finals and they really do at least give let's just assume one of boston or milwaukee a hard time when they get there and aren't an easy out um do you think that increases cleveland's chances of having donovan mitchell re-up with them this summer or do you think that's just too much too much uncertainty uh or uh like you shake the magic eight ball and it says please ask again
0: Look, I there is a lot of there's a lot of scuttlebutt out there about like Mitchell's like just is going to leave whatever. I think if if I'm going to be like an optimist about that for a second, I think if this year look, if they have a great year this year and he still wants to leave, then there's there's nothing you could have done to keep him.
1: That's a that's a very pragmatic and realistic way to look at it. Like best year possible for the Cavs and that's still not good enough for Donovan. His heart was never fully in Cleveland to begin with and that's of no disservice on the Cavs part, I guess.
0: Yeah, and look that we'll see, but I think yeah, I think that says it well. All right, uh, worst case, we're in the same boat, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Does it repeat last year? Does this worst case repeat last year? Does do all of these changes? Do all of them just lead you getting bounced again like last year, and then you're left wondering what is this?
1: Yeah, that's your worst case scenario. Or God willing, like you either don't make the playoffs or. Or end up in the plane tournament somehow. Well, okay, something yeah, objectively yeah, terrible I mean, has to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah that's realistically like, that's speaking. That's the like world assuming has assuming. Yeah,
1: COVID part two happens. Um, assuming everyone's ha- healthy um, and the calves just do cavalier things, if they come out with flat on their face and end up with more egg on their face and then two cartons worth, yeah, uh, there is just going to be more questions than there are answers. And there's a few things maybe that could indicate that. Maybe Mobley doesn't take that offensive leap a lot of us were hoping for, just in terms of, yeah, he could be more involved, but he's not adding more to as like a scoring threat. It's more of like a passing thing, but like you need him to do more offensively and scoring wise. Um Karis Levert maybe regresses a little bit and that hurts your bench production. Um, Darius Garland doesn't kind of surpass the level that he played at last year, which was pretty amazing. And we talked about this in the Donovan Mitchell episode, but we saw a lot of great stuff last year. If he just doesn't show up for the playoffs for the third year in a row, second year, this time around Cleveland, like there's going to be way more questions than there are answers about this team. And then there's just going to be a lot of wholesale change at the top. That could be an overreaction trade that could be coaches getting fired. That could be changes at the top in terms of the front office, like two years of failure. If you're the Cavs. um, isn't a good thing when you have, at least on paper, one of the most talented young rosters in the league and you have to show actual tangible signs of growth when the games matter most. And yeah, that's the worst case scenario is like getting bounced in four or five games in the first round.
0: Give me a scale of one to ten. I'm gonna if you ask me a question, I'm gonna ask you a question. Sure. Scale one to ten, how confident are you that the Cavs can't actually reach some version of their potential this year? Scale one to ten, give me a number. Eight point
1: five um that 15 percent margin of error gives most, me a
0: little the, that might be the most ahead. optimistic thing you've ever said
1: yeah uh considering how much of a cynic i am but i, I am a firm believer um in the calves taking a more modern approach i think there is some tangible data during the preseason that we can somewhat sink our teeth into in terms of just like pace and maybe just sense of urgency and shot charts and things like that just to, like kind of start to paint the picture of what this team could be offensively because I think they're still going to be very very good defensively um even maybe even better than last year but I uh, I I here's my hot take I think the Cavs take a step back from the number one team in the, in the NBA defensively and they're a top five team which is by no means a bad thing but that's because they're more focused on an offensive approach instead of just running, relying solely on defense just winning them every single game but I think eight, Five out of 10 so an 85 percent chance of like it's a successful season for them just because they did go out and make wholesale changes to add one depth which is something they did not really have against the knicks last year and two the depth is shooting which is something the Cavs have needed for the longest time and when you have george niang max truce ty jerome like yeah those guys aren't your superstars and you also re-sign liver but those guys aren't your superstars they're high-end role players to role players that you play on a night-to-night basis but they will be guys that do make a difference in certain games and that's where i feel a little bit more optimistic about it how about you
0: i go six and a half okay like like i think it's i think this team is going to be really good i think this team is going to win a lot of games i am just of the mind that based on how the playoffs went last year, it's absolutely prove-it time. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm being optimistic.
1: Awesome yeah, I do need to see it. Like, we talk about this. I mean, Jared Allen said it best. Like, the Cavs are going to be judged on their postseason success going forward. Like, regular season success only gets you so far. And if they lose again, I'm just going to throw my hands up. In, in the first round, like they did last year, I'm going to throw my hands up and say, I, I don't understand this team. They have all the talent in the world but they can't put it together when it matters most. And they are the Mike Budenholzer Atlanta Hawks of the second LeBron era.
0: Yeah, look, they if, are if this elite in the regular yeah.
1: season and then just get absolutely punked in the postseason.
0: If this season ends like it did last year, there's a reckoning coming. We'll see where that ends up. All right, coming up next, we're going to make some predictions. Let's dive in. All right, back here, your lockdown Cavs. Last segment here for you. Evan, let's go where the cat let, let's do there's not a great perfect way to order this, but let's go let's go with where do you think the Cavs finish the season first. Where do you how where do you think the season actually ends for the Cleveland Cavaliers?
1: Well, we I thought we talked about this in the first segment. I think they finished the third seed in the East.
0: No, no, no. Conference. Playoffs. Playoffs. Oh, where playoffs, are they actually playoffs, ending up playoffs, in the playoffs? playoffs? Yeah.
1: Uh I think I honestly couldn't tell you like five through eight what the standings are going to be but i think the standings for the top half of the east will be boston milwaukee and philadelphia and then the Cavs could draw like miami new york orlando indiana brooklyn anyone i think cleveland has the juice to take care of that i think milwaukee gets through the first round as well and then that series turns into a bit of a bloodbath um I don't want to say the Cavs lie down and lose in four or five to the Bucs because the Bucs are certainly a much more physical team that can hit certain pressure points that maybe they exploited last year. But I want to say they lose to Milwaukee in six, maybe seven games in the second round. And then Milwaukee goes on to face the winner of the likely series between Philadelphia and Boston for the Eastern Conference title. What about you?
0: Yeah, I go second round. I think they're either going to lose to one of those two really good teams. I think they're going to get you know, I think I think I they could get I think it's going to be like Philly or Miami in round 1. I think they're going to get by one of those teams that's pretty solid. I think the Knicks are like might be four if I'm being honest. I I think they're going to be really good and I just there's not as much uncertainty with them. I think Cleveland gets through round 1. And I think they get one of these two elite teams in the East and, and bow out there later in this round, make equip themselves well, and we'll see where that gets them. All right, uh, Evan, who's your NBA Finals pick? Uh, NBA NBA
1: Finals pick. I'll get a little spice here. Western Conference Finals, I have the Lakers beating the Suns in six, and then in the Eastern Conference Finals, I have Milwaukee beating Boston in six or seven games. Um, so title game, title series would be between the Lakers and the Bucks, I think. The Lakers win that series in six games.
0: You're picking the Lakers. You're, you're just no mention of the Denver Nuggets. Just I think team the team Nuggets.
1: I think the Nuggets draw the Lakers in the second round. The Lakers win that series in seven. There's my through line. I really you're like wild. the offseason the Lakers had. Like I am very high on what Los Angeles is going to be this year.
0: I think there's a there's a case for them to win the title. It's just like what watch what Denver did them last year. I don't think they added anything that's going to prevent like they did
1: minus minus twenty for the Nuggets City Edition uniform. So like just tomato tomato tomato
0: plus five hundred for Nikola Jokic being the best player alive. Uh, My finals pick it's Milwaukee Denver. Denver's awesome. (laughs) Like I don't don't disagree with you.
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: but yeah, and I just I think Milwaukee is going to be the best team in the east at the end of the day And I just trust their health a little bit more than I do Boston's so so do you who do you have winning that series though? Denver. I'm picking Denver to win it. Okay, Denver. Do think, I don't do you know. I don't know the, the games
1: But the Denver. loss of Bruce Brown and maybe leaning more on those younger players could hurt them at all
0: Yeah, but like I think all of these teams have like real risks. I think like there the late like let's run. Let's run through the like so these upper echelon teams possibly Sure. Milwaukee's depth is like shaking. Like Jake Crowder's out here, depending on the point of attack in preseason. Like things are weird. They don't have Drew Holiday anymore. Even if they got an all
1: caps boss, man.
0: Boston has Al Horford, who is like incredibly old at this point. And they have Chris Saps, who's injury concern. And we'll see how it all, if their depth can be fully trusted. Denver's banking on young guys uh to really step up and replace what they got from a bunch of different positions, which is a risk, but they plan for it in a way that I think gives me some optimism. And Jokic is I made this comp on the just basketball show. Jokic is to like NBA role guys who understand what they need to do in terms of shooting and moving and playing defense. Like Patrick Mahomes is to crappy NFL wide receivers. He will make you good because he is that good. Like that is what that guy's superpower is. The Lakers, Are like yes, they have LeBron and A D. Yes, they had a great offseason. But like Jamal. there's injuries.
1: Pause. Is Jamal Murray like the Travis Kelsey in this comparison? Then, because I could, yeah, you could, like, I, yeah. I think Jamal Murray can make an All NBA case this year. Like, I'm high on him too. But proceed.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's possible. The Lakers. It's like LeBron's deeper than he's ever been in terms of his minutes. AD's injury concern. Like there, there's stuff. Like all these teams have risks. All these teams have potential flaws. I look at it, and to me, it's it's Denver. And it's Milwaukee, and I'm I'm picking Denver and Nicole Jokic to repeat. And it would it wouldn't surprise me if it's Milwaukee, but I I think I have I, I would go to me like the the teams I have in my upper echelon tier. It's Boston and Milwaukee, and it's Phoenix, and it's Denver. And I just I Denver just I think they're going to be great. I just wouldn't shock me if they just we do this all again, and it's like ah yes, Denver's the best team in the world.
1: That wouldn't surprise me either. And I think that's the fun thing with. Like you can complain a lot about Adam Silver's NBA, but there's a lot of really good competitive teams across the spectrum, and I think that's what makes it fun, is it's not like the LeBron James Heatles or the Kevin Durant Warriors, where you're like, okay, there's kind of like a clear favorite here. Obviously, the revenge tour Spurs um, that kind of made LeBron leave Miami on top of other things, notwithstanding, of course, but um, I'm... I I don't know. I'm interested. I, I Phoenix to me, I think was gonna have like one of the most efficient offenses efficient offenses in basketball, and Frank Vogel's gonna coach the heck out of that defense. But the lack at point does a little bit concern me, but they did eviscerate teams in the preseason, so and they're gonna be fine. But they they do have a lot of health questions for me too, like when it comes to at least Brad Buell and especially Kevin Durant.
0: Oh, for sure. I think again, all these teams have risks, but I that's, think I there's mean, two teams. That's, that's yeah. the
1: nature of the beast, too. Like, every team has an inherent yeah, risk when it comes to this stuff.
0: Yeah, there's some parity. Like, there's some... Not a ton. I still think there's elite tier, but there's some parity there. All right. That's going to be whoa. it for today's... Well, go ahead.
1: Well, let's do the run on awards before we go. Who do you think wins MVP? Um,
0: I haven't thought about this. Uh, I think it's, I, I think it's I'm gonna Jokic. Go, I'm, I'm going to go Jokic. I just think he, he gets the crown. And then there's going to be the only
1: because Embiid has an impressive season, wins the scoring title, but doesn't get MVP. Uh, Wemby is obviously. But he's like, (laughs) they're going to be like this. They're going to be like
0: the six. They're going to be like the six seed.
1: Well, they could be the seven or the Sixers.
0: Uh, Defensive player of the year. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Bam. I I think it's Evan Mobley. I think that's the
1: most likely Cavs
0: centric award is
1: defensive player of the Year with Mobley.
0: Yeah, I think that is that's. I mean, that's like probably the only award. But I'm just gonna go Bam because I think he's really good. And I think he's gonna win one at some point. Um, Rookie the year.
1: I, I, we all agree it's Victor Wembanyama, unless like yeah, it's just completely out there. Uh, Coach of the
0: year. I don't know. I um, we're 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 into like like you can't predict this territory. Uh give here. I'll give you two last ones. Yes or no? Does Donovan Mitchell make an All NBA team again this year? Yes. I'm gonna I, say yes too, but I'm not. I'm not super confident in that. That's that's why I pause and I made a face because I'm like, hmm.
1: last year might be hard to repeat, but
0: and then how, how, a, many the else, how many All Stars? How many? How many? How many Cavs All Stars? I'm gonna go two.
1: I'm going to say one with a possibility of two. The one for sure is Mitchell, and then the possible two is either Garland
0: or Mobley. Who's more likely to make the Ostrich team, Mobley or Garland? Mm, Garland. Just because Garland's going to
1: have... Because Garland's going to get in on the fan vote and then the coach vote, but the fan vote does have weight. If Garland has like a couple bonkers offensive games, all the casuals on NBA Twitter will be like, oh yeah, vote Darius Garland. Or Cavs Twitter is just like a monster in of itself. They'll vote for Darius Garland, whereas... Evan Mobley does like the intangible stuff that, like, counting stats uh, don't track, and basketball nerds
0: like you and me get ju- 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 juiced over. I ju- I think big man might just be like an easier path. Also fair. Um,
1: Adam Silver also said it could be conferences this year too versus the player draft. So who knows?
0: Yeah. Uh, for the record, Mobley plus seven hundred to win defense Player of the Year at FanDuel. Jaren Jackson plus five hundred. AD is plus 850 Giannis plus 850 BAM plus 1200 Victor Wembenyamas plus 1200 Rudy Gobert plus 2000 Brooke Lopez plus 2000 Walker Kessler plus 2200 and the list goes on and on and on Jared Allen plus 5000 if you wanted to to waste some money on a Jared Allen DPOI wager uh, at FanDuel. alright that's going to be it though we'll be back Thursday Cavs Nets recap first one of the regular season cannot wait for this game cannot wait for actual basketball to be back very excited Talk to you then. Thanks again to Jake Stevens for his work on production. Peace out, everybody. Have a good one.